This is the G17 Podcast with Malik Gaines. And Ricky Green. He's back again, people. Oh, yeah. I'm back. And today we're discussing uh, a work of Shiriti Watanabe. I I can't do his first name, but Watanabe. Oh, yeah, they're going to be mad that you butchered that. (laughs) He is one of my one of my favorite directors in general. He's up there with uh, Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese. He's I think I think he's a genius. He's a he's a genius of his craft. Like he's a he delivered classic works like a Cowboy Bebop and the work that we're discussing today, Samurai Champloo. Yeah, I guess we're gonna talk about the other ones, but yeah, he does man. He put out the classics. I didn't finish Carolyn Tuesday. Did you check that out? I finished it. How was it? Pretty damn good. Huh. He liked music, and you like Denzel Curry. He in there. Yeah, I saw the part that he did. That was sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was worth it. Just all dead Denzel Curry alone. Yeah, that's my nigga. <laughs> Fuck with him quite a bit. But uh, yeah, uh, Samurai Champloo. It's um, it's a classic. It's my second favorite anime ever. Like it's, it's stylistically amazing. It's just it's very very few things that I dislike about Samurai Champloo. What do you think about Champloo, Ricky? Shit, it might just be my all-time favorite. Like, my all-time favorite anime. I got the posters. I done collected soundtracks. Actually, it was actually a gateway into the music that I listen to today. So, yeah, I, I put I, Samurai Shampoo, I have high regards for. And speaking of music, like we got we to gotta give a shout-out to um the, the genius of, on the musical side, the executive producer. Uh, rest in peace to, uh, is it Nujabees or Nujabes? Man, Nujabees. I, I never, that's, I never got it right. That's how I pronounce it. Nujabes, it can be, you call him June. Like, yeah, I've, also, I've referred to him on multiple occasions as like a, like a Japanese Jay Dilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spot on, actually. They're, they're both great. And they both died around the same time. At the, In the same age, in the same year. In the same month. Yeah, that's fucking that's fucking eerie. And more eerie is like it's close to my birthday in February. Rosa Parks died on my birthday. Man. Yeah. But always sit. <laughs> never never let nobody tell you to get out your seat. There you go. <laughs> but um yeah, <laughs> like uh Shampoo. Um we, we talk about some characters for a second. Um uh, you know, it's it's similar to how like Bebop was, like where you you got your core your core people, like the core cast, and then like on Pretty much every other episode is just like you're meeting like a like a like a new like new characters like don't get attached to any side characters because yeah, yeah they're not gonna stick around. But the core three and if you, or four if you count Momo, um, I like the cast quite a bit. Yeah, I, I like I like my um, emphasis on uh, broke protagonists. Every episode we got to get something to eat. Like I, I feel that in my spirit, bro. Yeah, I do like that. That's a bit of a callback, I guess, to be about. Yeah. They was hungry a lot on there too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like Mugen is the shit. Like, like Mugen's one of my favorite anime characters ever. Just cause, like, cause he reminds me of Stone Cold Steve Austin, and like, cause yeah, cause he just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I, I never heard that comparison before. Steve yeah. Austin. <laughs> I lo- I love Mugen. Uh-huh. Like he's like he's he's somewhat of an antihero. Cause like yeah, like he he's he's, clear, he's not like some clear cut good guy. He'll do things for good, but he does like begr- he does like begrudgingly. And like yeah, like he a lot of times he just really after his own personal gain. Yeah, I can see that. I'm on. I'm actually on the opposite side. I love Jin the most. Really? Yeah, I've been a Jin guy this whole time. Like I just love like the cool, calm, collected type. But he's not. 
he's not good if you if you see by his actions. It's like Man, he just over. He just cold, man. That's all I can say. Like, and it's a few episodes that I'm probably gonna touch on later that really showed his character in my eyes. They're both excellent. Like, yeah, like, it just like be like Mugen's personality. Like, it's like way more bombastic. So I've always been like more of a Mugen guy, but like I still do fuck with Jean quite a bit. I like Fu. I don't love Fu, but I like her. Yeah, like she's cool. She uh, she plays a role. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she's the catalyst for the story even existing. Right. So yeah, like you, you do kind of need her. I I do like the the massive like the stylistic clashes, in terms of like uh, fighting styles between Mugen and Jean. Cause like Jean is so by the book, like so technical of a swordsman. Yeah, he's an excellent swordsman. But and I like but like you know, but I also love like how Mugen is just like, he's like he's he's a freestyler. Yeah, like, wild spirit. Yeah, like there's like break dancing in the middle of a fight. Like Capoeira swordsman style shit, like a hybrid style, like that's that's really cool. And even with the sword, he can just beat your ass with his hands. I mean, yeah, like what what, what have you seen a breakdancing samurai like in media ever? Yeah, like like Mugen is one of a kind. Yeah, yeah, you can't take that away. That's like, but that's the thing though. They're just excellent characters. Like Fu, yeah, I like her, but like as far as those two samurai go, it's like I like them, but I don't like Jin as like at a at a large margin. It's like. It's almost like a toss-up in a way. Because, mm-hmm. like, I see a lot in Mugen that I really like. But, bro, it's a wild character. It's a samurai with hip-hop elements in him. Yeah. Like, like he's, he's so original with it. Like, that first scene with him breaking the dude's fingers? Like... Yeah. I, I do love that scene quite a bit. Like, because... Uh, uh, is that when a fool offered him, like, 100 dumplings? Yeah. Yeah. Offered like, the dumplings, though. Yeah, like, Mugen, like, he's always swayed by either, like, you know, his own violent urges, his sexual urges, or his stomach. Yeah. And like I, I love just like how like he just he just moves with the wind, he just like he's like he he's so he's just he's an outlaw. Yeah. yeah. Or, or a Ronin since we're talking about samurai. Damn, they're not even a Ronin. It's like I mean, when you get into his backstory, it's kind of he's kind of a tragic character. Oh yeah, the the uh, misguided miscreants like that's that's like some of like my favorite shit of this show. Like the like the when he, uh, when you know we fucked with our Ramukuro again and. That one girl that double crossed him and like yeah like they showed his backstory, uh yeah just like he was like he was he was predisposed he was he was a product of his own environment mm-hmm. and then he was pretty much disposed to be a criminal like he, he what other, what else could he have been, like he he didn't have parents so mm-hmm. I'm saying just like all he really could do was steal and kill to like to keep himself alive, and that's the like, that's the the thing that he kind of got into and he never got out of it. Yeah, that hit that hit niggas soul everywhere, bro. <laughs> Yeah, like, like we from Detroit. So I'm saying like, yeah, like we I'm saying you see like that that hood shit. I'm saying like when like when you when you dispose to become a criminal, a lot of times that's what you become. Yeah. yeah. You said it beautifully. Like I can't put it no other way. That's how I felt when I watched it. It was just like damn. Like I don't see too many Well, that's what I can just say like that's one thing that like it really hit me about moving. Like it's the backstory and shit. A1. And like, I guess the one thing I can say about I won't even try to compare them like that, but like, yeah, they got they got fleshed out characters. It's like, man, this is is beautiful, man. I'm always I'm always catching up. Like, I'm always at a loss when I try to explain this anime because it's been so long since I've seen it. But every time I talk about it, I just gush around about it. Is it like well, cause Gene's backstory. 
Um, also pretty cool. I do like uh, his backstory a lot. You know, just um, did he kill his master? Did his master try to kill him? And like, he killed himself defense. Shit, it's been so, like I said, it's been so long. Like as far as I can remember, it was about him with his teacher teaching him about the last of the Ronis or whatever, or last of the samurai, and he ended up killing him. Um, which I guess sparked the um, wherever that guy who tried to come back and kill Jin because he killed the master or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he did it. I forget why he did it. <laughs> I like, think he did it in self-defense, right? Or I think that like like he was paid off by somebody to try to kill Gene. I don't know. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, but like far as that, uh, that kind of kicked off his whole little uh, well, you know, kicked off this whole little story because they were still looking for him after he killed him. Yeah, yeah. I just um, I, I I really just like just the whole. I, like that, just how 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 different they are. It's just like that's that's like that's what makes like their dynamic so strong. Cause like yeah, like especially I loved it in the first episode because like you know what I'm saying like in the last episode when they mm-hmm. when they went against the God Hand, it it became blatantly apparent to me that overall Gene is the better swordsman. Mm-hmm. But I do love like in the first episode that they were so evenly matched strictly because because Gene was not used to fighting somebody of moving style. Yeah. Yeah, like on a yeah, cause Gene is so technical. It's like he used to fighting people with like you know principles principles behind their you know their actions. Mm-hmm. And you fighting somebody just like a a wild animal. Like how you supposed to react? Like like shit. They just like on even t- like they was on even terms when it came to it. And it's like you get you can get moving that respect because like shit, you fight you fighting like one of the like one of the greats of a samurai like. Like, and Mugen just out here just breakdancing and shit. Like, bro, what I'm supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. But like, I I do think like because like the way that the that the God Hand that he broke it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying the God Hand like I'm talking about Berserk. The, <laughs> the dude with the dude with the hands of gods. I I call I'm gonna just refer to him as the God Hand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just like how like you know he he broke down like Mugen's style and was just saying that like yes like even though you are you are skilled. At the same time, since like nothing that you do has any form of like discipline, and the fact that it's so free flowing, he was like, after a while of fighting you, a good swordsman can see the cracks in your game. Yeah. So like, so I personally think that like, remember he he, he couldn't do that to Gene. He beat Gene the first time around, but I'm saying, but like, mm-hmm. it was by a very like as you said, it was by a razor thin margin. Mm-hmm. So even though like like a the, a lot of the the character dynamic between Mugen and Gene was to eventually have a rematch to the death, mm-hmm. I really think that since that got broken down by the God Hand, if they were to fight again, Gene would unquestionably beat Mugen. Yeah, like that comes down to like the uh, how many battles they have or something like that. Like because like he said, like you can you can find a crack sooner or later. But that's also another thing, cause like how much, like how much can Mugen pull out his ass to, you know, surprise Gene? I don't know. Just I'm saying, cause like in a like in a one on one fight, like Gene managed to beat the guy in. Yeah. Like Mugen, he could he couldn't do it. Yeah. Like said, like he like he had a guy in had a way easier time fighting Mugen than he did with Gene. So yeah, just like I, I think that really showed like the gap in strength, or not the not the gap in like actual talent and skill. Yeah, and technique. Yeah. yeah, like technique is so important, and like the fact that like Mugen is like I, I don't know, like that that style, like it, it like that's the that's the issue with it. Yeah, because it's really like 
is really built for surprises. Yeah, like like Mugen's not planning on having rematches with people. No, like, that, that's really the thing. Like Mugen's trying to kill you then and there. Right, right. And then Jen is like he's trying to, you know, work work your way around to find your your uh your weaknesses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's definitely two different philosophies when it comes to their fighting style. Cause man, that's, like a thing that I like about this show that like a lot of animes do, like this anime doesn't, is that mm-hmm. like they don't have like like talk heavy fights. It don't be like yeah. a lot of times like where like it's just like you sitting there, you looking at everybody else's reactions or the people getting long thought monologues. It's like it's it's way quicker. Yeah. And like the pacing of these style of fights, like it's just like especially in sword fights, like that cause like it's it's so it's so like flowy. That like I really like that they decided to go with that approach. Because like the fights, they don't last anywhere near as long as like a lot of other animes. Mm. But still, like they they still give you a real punch to them. Yeah, you want to know one thing I I love about Samurai Shampoo the most? What? Um, especially like the early episodes. You you ever notice how they will uh structure they um their conflicts? So let's say like uh, um uh episode start you know with fool or whatever she get in trouble or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it's like Jen is on one side of the faction. Or like I could say like the gambling episode with the gangsters or whatever. And like oh, Jen's uh, on one side. That shit is great. Yeah, and then Mugen's on the other side. So even when they come together on like a previous episode, they'll find themselves again on opposite sides. And they will keep, you know, they will they will keep that rivalry going up. Yeah, that, that was cool. Like it was like it was a very, very uneasy alliance at first. Like, yeah. I, I do like that they became like you know closer as time went on. Yeah. But yeah, like them early episodes are like you just you just don't know if like one of them is gonna you know turn their backs on the other one and just try to and just try to you know because like because Mugen is not a, he's not honor bound. So I'm saying just like mm-hmm. like his promise to fool, like he could have broke it at any time and it wouldn't have been out of character. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they all f- foundation of a friendship was based off like a like just flimsy. Like it's only based off of what trying to uh, find a samurai that smell of sunflowers, and sunflowers don't even have a smell to them. So how the fuck are you supposed to find them? Right. <laughs> but I, yeah. I did love that uh, when they when they put that in the anime. Like like what are you what are you even doing? <laughs> like we have we have no we have no way to get to our goal. We don't really have to, you know, adhere to this this woman, this fifteen year old girl. Oh, we can fight this shit out right now. Yeah. But yeah, like they, they stuck to their guns and they were honor bound. And yeah, that's how they, they had like this awesome friendship. And just like, you know, it, like the, the plot, I don't know. Like the, the plot is solid, I mm-hmm. guess. Like it's not, I don't know. I feel like this show does not really rest on the plot. It rests on more so like the episodic stories, not yeah. not the overarching plot. Because I'm saying like, yeah, like they're trying to find somebody, you know, it's it's cool. But yeah, like that's just not that's not really what got me invested in the show. It was basically like everything outside of the overarching plot. Yeah, I, I, I would kind of say like a cowboy bebop vibe, in in a sense, like you know the episodic nature of it, whatever. And but you know, cowboy bebop, it went back to the story eventually. Mm-hmm. Like as far as we got is like in Samurai Shampoo, we probably got little bits and pieces of a backstory, you know, similar to cowboy bebop, but it didn't like hit the same way like uh cowboy bebop did at towards the end like how you know everything came together and you know spike versus vicious whatever 
yeah, I get that. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't like, I, I did like that, that, like, his, his beef, like, with the, uh, with the, with the brothers, mm. that, like, that kid, that Mugen's beef with the brothers, that, that kidnapped Foo, I do like that that was, like, you know what I'm saying, that was a, like, a reaper, that was a result of, like, what he did in Misguided Miscreants. Mm-hmm. Like, but like you know, it was a flashback before the show even started. You know what I'm saying like I, I did like how that came, like how like, like his his shitty decision actually came back to bite him. Yeah. Like a lot of the times, like Mugen, he he gets away with a lot of the shit that he does. So it was nice to like, even though like I, I kind of wish like there was like some sprinkles of them like along the way mm-hmm. to like for me to like get more investment in them. Cause like yeah, they just kind of they show up and then like yeah, like I, I get it. But I'm saying but like since these are like your final bosses. Like, we talking about, like, you know, like, with Cowboy Bebop, like, Vicious, he was established, like, long before the finale. Right, right. So, it was more, like, it was, like, a stronger narrative there. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that's the thing about Cowboy Bebop. A lot of, a lot of people kind of came back, like, kind of off-screen in a way. Because, like, even that fight between Jen and the other guy, I forget it, like, the fisherman or whatever, and he had to do that little technique that, like, what did he do? He, like, he almost stabbed himself. But you know what I mean. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, he wasn't built up in a sense it was kind of like he was like alluded to or like mentioned one or a few times but it's not really like he was the grand boss like vicious was but that's like like not not a knock against the story structure but it is two different things that you know that they did you know within these series yeah it doesn't have to be the same yeah it, it worked out pretty well for what it was but that's one thing i can say like it's almost hard, like, like since the years I've seen it, like, it's kind of almost hard to find out who was the ba- the bad guy. I find myself, like, lo- like you know, that part slipping my mind or whatever. And then every time I get, like, toward the end, I'm like, damn, did these niggas die? Like, how did they win their last fight again? Like, I don't know. I always go back to that, and then I look at it again, like, oh, that's how they won? That's just dope. I thought it was kind of weird that Mugen survived. Like, realistically speaking, like, hey. like, like Mugen should have died. He looked like he died. Cause yeah, like he got shot by the dude, like by the dude in the wheelchair, like that third brother, and then like the brother blew himself up. So I was like, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't, I would have been okay if Mugen died because I'm saying because like him surviving just seemed kind of ass pulley. Man, shit, yeah. And then like when it, what, did Jen, was Jen the one that fell in the water? Or was it Mugen? Jen fell in the water. Yeah, like shit. I thought he died. Like, yeah, the way they, they, played they did it. play it like he like he died. I, I thought he would have like would have died when he uh did like the the stab thing at the end. Yeah, like that seemed like a fatal move. And that's why it was a forbidden move. Like you gonna kill like you gonna kill your enemies. You gonna kill yourself. It's a it's a high risk move. Mm-hmm. That's why. I would, but that's the thing. That's I think that's also brilliant because every time I come back to this like years later, I'm like, damn, how did they win again? Yeah, still get to get to go for a little ride again. Yeah, it's like it's almost like. The thrill never really leaves. I don't know how, like, how you write something like that. Because how do I come back to a series still questioning, and then when I re, you know, rewatch it, I'm still hyped. Right. <laughs> like, like that replay value was like through the roof. So, like, what's some of like your other favorite episodes? Oh man, Fuck. the baseball episode for one. Like, you like that one? I actually, I like it. Like on the terms of like. I mean, shit, it was just it was just a wacky episode to look at. Like, Samurai's playing bas- baseball. Like, I want to say it's my favorite, per se, because, I, you know, I want to go back and rewatch it and really get, you know, really get my feels in. Because now, like, I'm looking at it through, like, the eyes of an adult mm-hmm. instead of, like, the teenager. 
But I just remember that episode, like, it left an impression on me because, like, Samurai was a basketball, baseball, man. Come on now. You know, like, really, like, the only thing that I do like about that episode was the fact that it inspired the kickball episode in the boondocks. Yeah, that, that's 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 the that's the point too. Like, no. Cause like I like the kickball episode like a lot. But I, I never cared for the baseball episode of the Samurai Shampoo. Like that that in the in that 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 weird zombie episode. Those are the two ones that I typically always skip. The one with the zombie episode. That one, it was like it was fucking weird. Like it was like it was like he was like they like they were like mining something for like a zombie king mm. or something, and the episode ends with the with the world getting hit with an asteroid, and it just ends. I don't forgot all about that shit. Like it was, it was, <laughs> it felt so damn out of place. It's like because I love mushroom samba and cowboy bebop because yeah. it's weird, but like at least it's like it's weird with a like with you know and it may, but it, you know it at least makes sense. Like they're tripping on mushrooms, and that's why it's weird. This one is just weird for literally no reason. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Like, that episode is, like, jarringly. I'm just like, I, I just skip it every time. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. What about the episode of Cowboy Bebop with, like, the, the food that come alive and shit? Oh, like the, the alien ripoff? Yeah. I said, at least skip that episode. Uh, yeah, that was jarring, too. So, like, this, you know, he got it in his repertoire to do some weird shit every now and again. I guess so. <laughs> but, nah, you, uh... What's one of my favorites of Samurai Shampoo? Um, Bogus Booty. You remember that one? Uh, explain it to me. Uh, it has a great opening scene. It's um, it, it starts off like with a, uh, with like with a cop. He's like running. He like got some information. No, he got like some uh, it Bogus Booty. So he got um counterfeit money, counterfeit gold, mm -hmm. and he's like running away and he's being chased by ninjas. Mm. And like the uh, the ninjas, like it's like you know, like they got like these uh, like these lady death strike looking like type fucking claws, like they about to fuck him up. Mm. So he like throws the uh, he like throws the, uh, the 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 counterfeit money into like the, into the river, and then he gets captured and gets tortured. Mm. And then like Mugen Mugen and Jean and Fu they find it, mm. and then like they take it to uh, go to a whorehouse. Right. And then, like, at the whorehouse, like, they meet, um, that's where, like, Mugen meets an undercover cop that's, like, there to rescue her partner. And then, Mugen, and basically, she's, like, she spends the whole episode, like, bribing Mugen with pussy that she never oh, gives Oh, yeah, her. I remember, okay, I remember that one, yeah. That episode is great, because, yeah. like, it's, like, it's, it's action-heavy, but at the same time, it's, like, also kind of lighthearted. Right, right. And, like, yeah, like, that, that episode has, like, a really good blend of comedy and action. Like, how, and then also display how, like, Mugen is, like, he really self-serving. Yeah. Like, this man is really, like, he all, he doing it for the cheeks. That's all he was doing it for. <laughs> like, like, he's not a hero by any, by any means. Like, he literally saves her life and then says, I want my nookie. He's like, I don't give a fuck about your life. <laughs> like, I'm trying to smash. So, like, yeah, like, that's all, like, you can't, you can't do no better than Mugen to me, man. Like, he, like, there's, like, a, like a... A, a no fucks given protagonist is just so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I would say that was one of my favorites too. Um, that, that just made me was going to rewatch it. Like that's the whole thing. Like you start, you just you describe this to me. I want to rewatch it. Yeah, like when I show this show to people, I either show them the first episode or I show them Bogus Booty. I mean, yeah, the first episode definitely like just so they know what's going on. Yeah, to give you the context. And I think. I'm gonna have to think about this one, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go back to that uh, statement about the um, the gangsters episode, like when they was doing the uh, dice rolling and stuff. Cause I love the build up between it. 
Because I think Fu was like, she was captured or something like that, right? And then they had her uh, uh, running the casino or whatever. She mm-hmm. was running the, like, doing a little, uh, you know, you know, uh, running. Yeah, the craps ba- game. Basically like a dice roller. Yeah. yeah. And she was doing that. And then next thing you know, Jen and Mugen, they didn't teamed up with the opposite t- side, like Bloods and Crips or whatever. And then next thing you know, like, food just, like, witnessed both of this stuff happening. And it's like, it's like this, it's like the same energy that the first episode had, but with just, like, another build-up to it. And I just love it, like, especially the music that they had in it. Yeah, I think that's, like, it got, like, that, uh... I think they got that one piece of music that I love on this show. It's, like... It's like a really hard piano playing at first, mm. and then like then a beat picks up afterward. I, I think that's the song that they use for that. I want to say, all right, I want to say, transistance, um, or I can't think of the other one. Start with a like aquarium or something like that. I can't really think of it, but it's like one of those songs. It's like one of those uh, Nuja B tracks. Yeah, yeah so I gotta beautiful. try to find it after this. Yeah, hold on, quote me on that one, cause like, yeah, it's been, I've been rusty, man. But when I get, when I hear, it, man, I know. Man, what's another standout? My, cause like my brother, uh, he was the one that got me into the show, and like the first episode that he showed me, mm. cause he was like, this was his favorite. I can see why it was his favorite. It's the one about uh, uh, that that one that one samurai that that Mugen was looking for. Mm. And uh, he was like, oh, it's called a lethal lunacy. It's the one like where, you know, like, it was like the, the samurai that he did like that chi move that like that made people like bleed from the inside. Mm. Yeah, like that one was like, the, the show normally doesn't go, like it normally doesn't do like powers, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like chi is like, a, you know, a big thing in like Eastern, in Eastern cultures. So mm. I'm saying like, you know, they, they decided to like bring it out one time for just like this fight. And then it's one of Mugen's best fights. Cause like yeah like and it, cause you know cause he normally uses the sword and he had to break out the uh he had to break out the the little like the knife like his, his backup dagger to catch people off guard. Oh yeah. And it's like yeah like I like I like you know cause Mugen like he's a you know he's like he's he's he's, tri- he's treated like he's a meathead but like when it comes to fighting like he's actually like quite smart. Yeah, like Goku. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of like a common thing in anime is like the like the the dude that's dumb anywhere else but fighting. Cause well, the nigga couldn't even read. Oh man, I do remember that episode. Like they teaching him how to read and shit. Mm-hmm. Like damn, I ain't know he. But again, he's a product of the environment, so it's like I don't, I don't fault him for that. That's just his, that's just the education that he was brought up on. He didn't really. I mean, he didn't need it to survive. Like like he was more so concerned with things that he needed to survive. Yeah, he had these hands. Shit, that's, that's that's what he needed. That was good enough. <laughs> that was good enough. It got him where he need. He got him where he going. Damn sure got him that way. And man, how could you if uh, we forget the um the one where it's like on a rare occasion, like where like the, like that that blind chick, like she was so good that she beat both of them one on one. Oh man, all right, you gotta play. We gotta remind me of that one. You don't remember that? I remember so little. It's like I, the last time I watched it, I was literally like probably sixteen or seventeen. Oh, you disappointed? I'm like twenty seven. I gotta, I gotta watch this show like once every two years. I'm about to rewatch Full Metal Alchemist too. Oh yeah. But um, Go. yeah, that's that's my all time favorite. But um, yeah, it was like she was hired by. You know what I'm saying? Like as as they're going along in the story, they're they're basically they're garnering like more and more enemies. Mm. So like one of their previous enemies, they pay her off. 
Uh, but like at first, like she's like she's treated like you know uh, they think like oh she's blind, so I'm saying like so she's like a helpless woman. So like the the show does a really good job of like just like you know like making you feel like she's just like a regular meek blind woman, and then like so like when she like actually like you know comes out as an assassin, like it it does actually like catch you off guard. And like yeah, like yeah, she fucks up. I believe she fucks up Jean first, and then she fucks up Mugen, and then like eventually she. I don't even think they even beat her. I think she did like uh. She just figured out that her son was already dead. Like so, like, oh, like yeah, 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 like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. They like, yeah, they're, they're like, you know, we're holding your son hostage. And then they killed him. Yeah, during the assassin, like when she was trying to assassinate him, essentially. He was dead before that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were just playing her the whole time. So yeah. like, basically, she just like lost the will to fight. Oh, they, they did a lot of fucked up shit like that. And then they do um, um, the guy who was fighting Jen that was in the pool, and he was like, "No, it's time to get up." <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, my uh contractor, he's dead, so I have no reason to kill you anymore. Oh uh, yeah, I like I like that episode too. <laughs> yeah, that's one of that's that's one of the like one right. of my parts I like Gene. Well, he was just like a like a dorky old dude. Like, yes, I'm an assassin. But then he and then he fucked up Gene. Like that Gene took like a hard L that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I, I really liked that, like even though they're established like these yeah, like you know, Mugen and Gene are these like these these hyper good swordsmen. Like you know, there's always somebody better around the corner. Oh yeah, and they always holding them for ransom for some reason. If I covered all the bases here, you got to touch on the music. Uh yeah, like like I said, like like New like New Jab New Jabbies, like he's a like he's 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 a legend. Like it really just sucks that we you know like it really shows that like he could have done like a lot more. I'm saying like you know he could have enjoyed living with his you know family and stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, just like you know, just like he had like a lot more in the tank that he could have brought to anime soundtracks. I like that he's like he's really influential and like you know so like if you watch like Megalobox. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you can definitely feel, like, the, his influence in those shows. Yeah. But it really does suck. Like, you know what I'm saying? He uh, he had a lot more to give. Man, after the... How, how many years was he active? Two, three years? I don't know. Like, yeah, out of that time, and he didn't put out classics after classics. Like, I, I, I would go back and listen to, like, the Metaphorical uh, album or just the, the Samurai Sanpoo track in general. Just play that shit on repeat. Like, my favorite... Uh, for a moment was uh just forget, like that. I used to use that as my like my uh, alarm clock, man. That's how I used to get up in the morning. Just, That's nice. You starting the day off like with some new jabees. Yeah, yeah. Like this this man, like out of out of out of his work, it is like man, it just it feels so it feels so disheartening because like I didn't figure out he was dead till like. I think some years later, and I'm over here listening to the music. Like, damn, this is good. Who is this? I can't wait to hear his new stuff. Like, he about to drop a new album. Man, I should heard it when I found out one of the new album. Like, damn. Yeah. Like, you find somebody good, and next thing you know, you just look like, bro, they did. But then we didn't mention Battle Cry, the opening track. Oh man. Oh man, I one of classics again. Like, man, everybody who was on it, and I gotta talk about this one again because, like, this feels legendary for me because when I went to Yumacon. And um, they had, they brought the people who worked on Samurai Shampoo and a few others, like, um, Shigo too, his name is, they had him out on stage. They had, um... Did I go that year? I think so, I'm not sure. I think you was there. I don't remember, I feel like I would have remembered that. All right, all right, so they had him, they had him, they had, uh, I believe, Substantial, um... 
Well, and a few others. And they did the battle. They did a remix. A remix of Battle Cry intro. And they called that shit The Way of the Samurai. And there's five artists going in on a freestyle. And I still got to record it somewhere. Like, I think I rapped off that beat before, actually. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit was so beautiful. I damn near cried. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think, yeah, I couldn't have been there that year. I was there the year like Mega Ran and Novelist was there, which was also pretty cool, but that was, that oh, was a different year. And that's the funny part. Mega Ran was in there. Oh, he came back. He was in the cipher. Dang, man, I, why didn't I go? I don't know. I don't man. think I had the money. Yeah, but I got it I got it somewhere recorded. I had to use the last of my battery phone because I could not miss this. Cause shoot, I love like I love like the, the outro theme a lot too. Like yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. To sleep on her, like, <laughs> like those, like those, those opening chords that get played, like, like those are like, especially like on top of that, like with like the visual that comes up on the screen, or like, like it's like a sunrise or a sunset. Yeah, like, yeah that, that's like really, really peaceful to me. Like, I really like that. Uh, the way the outro is set up, and I couldn't understand a word, but I know, I, but I damn sure was singing every word of it, though. I do that a lot with anime things. I don't know what the fuck they saying. I'm most likely mispronouncing basically everything, but oh, yeah. it's about the feeling. That's all that really matters. Yeah, I think that was one of my first anime. It was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care what language this in. I'm listening to it. She sounds so nice. <laughs> she yeah. sounds like a nice person. I bet she cook muffins and shit <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> like, I want a bike. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that music, yeah. Like, I feel like Samurai Shampoo, like, if it wasn't the animation, the music definitely hit. Like, the music definitely did more. In, in terms of, like, the whole, like, that's what made the impact so, like, so great. Is it like bringing, like really bringing hip hop to anime? Because like that wasn't, I, I don't believe that was a thing before Shamarai Shamblu. It could have been, I could be wrong, but I don't believe it was. As far as I can think, it's probably Rush Hour. It wasn't anime. I mean, it's not anime. <laughs> you, you know, I, man, shit, could, no, Rush Hour was Chinese. anime. <laughs> Rush Hour was an anime with a hood class. Yeah, like, yeah, come on. But yeah, like, okay. As, as far as like a mix, you know, a mixture of like hip hop and like Eastern culture, like, that's the only thing I could think about vaguely, but like as far as anime go, shit was unheard of. But you can also say the same thing about Cowboy Bebop because it's jazz and yeah, just like mixing like with with black music because they like like uh, Watanabe like he's like a, a real appreciator of other cultures. Yeah, and like, like you can tell like you know he, he's not like just appropriating it. Like, he actually he's actually into it. Yeah, and you can actually see that with his other series too, like uh, 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 Carol and Tuesday, like. He got some authentic artists in there. Like, them songs are legit great. Um, he had another one, Kids on the Slope. I gotta I, finish both of those shows. I watched that. Like, man, you can really feel the influence from Watanabe, man. <laughs> you can really feel it. Like, this this man has a director style, like, unmatched. Yeah, like, when I say that, I, I really put him up there with, with Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese. Like, I mean it. Like, the dude is... He is a genius, and I won't fault you for it. I ain't say I ain't say no disagreement. <laughs> like that man really should get his props. Yeah, like, I really want to have a conversation with him one day. Even like I think he only speaks Japanese. I need a translator, but like I would really love to pick his brain and just like just sit under like a learning tree like that because he, he probably got like so much like all that experience he's got. Like he's probably got so many like great stories and just like so much insight to drop on me. Oh yeah, like that man is the. <laughs> I would say found the youth like the book of knowledge or something. Yeah. 
Like, man. Because, like, he get right with so many other companies feel that. And that's really that he doesn't appropriate. Like, people would probably say Samurai Shampoo is, like, appropriation. I heard, I heard some people say it, but, like, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. Like, yeah, he used hip-hop, but yeah, he used it respectfully. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, you know what actually what it reminds me of? It reminds me of actually kind of like when, when the Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. like, on, uh, on 36 Chambers, like, when they would, like, do, like, those snippets of, like, uh, of, like, you know, like, martial arts movies. Yeah. Like, Shaolin movies. Just, like, you just, like, it's, like, it's, it's, like, you appreciate another culture and you bring it into your world. Yeah. To make, to make art. That's what art should be. It should be, like, a, it should be, like, a mixture of, like, a bunch of different things. It shouldn't just be one thing. Right. It should be a welcoming experience or, like, uh, basically, I would say it's, like, a tour guide or something. Like, yeah, this is what we like. You know, they show you around. Not no... Oh yeah, what they got over there? Let me take that mm-hmm. and use that. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't do nothing like that. But yeah, I think that uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace to New Jabees. Uh, almost, sure. almost like fifteen years of you being gone, but still, like you know, your your music is still appreciated. Still felt. <laughs> and yeah, like like Samurai Shampoo, one of the best animes ever made. Yeah, bar none. Shit, I got a big poster in my room right now, and I still need to sign, get some signatures from it. Uh I would love to get like something uh, signed from like uh, Steve Bloom. Hey, I didn't mm-hmm. shout out Steve Bloom. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like before, before I before I go, like yeah, Steve Bloom. Like you are my all time favorite uh, anime voice actor, and like you brought so much personality to Moog. And I've never watched this show in Japanese. I don't plan on it. The dub is absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, everybody loves subs and dubs. Like Samurai Shampoo. That's the one thing I put on the table for dubs because Steven fucking Bloom. Yeah, he's he's a, a genuine master of his craft. Yeah, uh, Tom, <laughs> fucking Wolverine, man. Like the dude, the dude is a great Wolverine. Fuck shit, if you want to say like uh, Green Lantern, shit, he did Green Lantern in uh, Injustice, I believe. He did. Yeah. Uh, like, you, you can just hear his voice in every fucking thing. Like every Cause, time cause he, he don't really change his voice like that. Like it just like like cause some niggas' voice is just like so perfect that like. He don't really got to do too much to it. It's just like, he just sound, and he, he didn't even like his voice growing up. It sounded just like that. He was like, oh, my voice sounds stupid. Like, no, nah, man, nah, your voice man. is fucking awesome. No, nah, man, you, you just applied it to the right situation. <laughs> right. Like, every time I hear him, I just hear the other characters, like the avatar and shit. Like, every time he speak, I hear like, oh, that's a spike. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> like, all, yeah, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's time speaking to me. All right. But yeah, if you haven't seen Samurai Shampoo, do yourself a favor. Stop being ignorant. Oh yeah. And just go go watch you some Samurai Shampoo. Go go get Hulu too. Yeah, it's on Hulu for sure. But if you gotta do other means, I don't blame you. Do it illegally. Like I said, it's not coming out of my pocket. Right, right. But you know what? No, do it legally so watch and I can get paid. Yeah, give him no, yeah, you're right. Give him his money, man. Yeah. <laughs> he still need money to this damn day. He deserves it. And everybody else involved too. <laughs> But all right, this is the G17 Podcast. Be sure to like, uh, share, and subscribe. This is Malik Gaines. It's Ricky Green. And we're signing off. All right.